0: welcome to the son of a preacher podcast please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four five even six decades ago I am GW, and I am the son of a preacher. I am happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on July 28, 1968. Topic was, Jesus is the truth. Scripture was from John, the 14th chapter in the 6th verse, and it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is the truth. You know, truth is an interesting concept. I mean, I think we all want to say that we live by the truth, that we are truthful people and that we are very honest in how we deal with things. But the fact of the matter is, when you take a look around and you you add different things up, there's a whole lot of hedging of the truth that goes on. Now, that doesn't mean that a person is necessarily trying to lie to you or to change your opinion on something. But it does frequently happen that a person might tell almost a truth because the truth itself might be hurtful to you or the truth might be painful to them or the truth might not show them in the best possible light. People are people. People want to be seen in the best possible light. I know I do. I get asked every now and then on about this podcast. And that and I, they it's an innocent question. It's usually something like, "Hey, how's the podcast going?" And you know, well, how is it doing? And so, let me tell you a truth. The truth is, and this is hard for me to say. The truth is, this podcast by just about any definition could not be called a great success. Oh, I'm enjoying doing the podcast, and I enjoy putting the podcast out here every week. And I enjoy the the comments that I do receive from it, but if the burden of success is on how many people listen to this podcast, well, then, when you take a look at all the podcasts around the world, and God knows there's a bunch of them well, this one would not be in the top half it wouldn't be in the top eighty percent. it probably wouldn't be, it would be in the lower one or two percent of all podcasts, and that's hard for me to admit to, and people when, when they say that, they go, well, you know, well, what was your goal? Are you reaching your goal? And you know what? You know, that, that's an interesting way to look at it also, because, you know, the first goal was, was to put dad's sermons that I paraphrase as I go through this. And, you know, my goal is to really keep his words alive for another generation or two, or at least available to them. And my goal then, as I said very early on, my wo- my goal was to get as many listeners to my podcast a week as my dad had when he was preaching and when you take a look at the possible population that my dad had well that was that was a very finite number i mean he lived in a in towns you know i mean when you, when you look at a church you say how many miles away will people travel to come to that church and that's a very finite radius of miles as you do that and depending on where where you live that will be different if you live in a big city be much different than if you live in a little farming community in iowa when you look at the internet and you take a look at what the possible listeners for a podcast are well the numbers that are available out there well they're they're nearly infinite as as you take a look at that so the fact that i have trouble finding enough people to listen to this podcast on a weekly basis that equals the number of people that my father preached to on a weekly basis for 50 years is really kind of discouraging to me. And the truth is, I haven't. I haven't even really come close. Now, there's a couple of weeks I might have had during the time that I've been doing this podcast now for three and a half years. And I really wanted to say, hey, I've, I have 150 people listening every week. But I can't. I can't say that I'm even close to that. Is that disappointing? Of course it is. You know, am I disappointed? Of course I am. But I'm not stopping. And that's the truth. Now, it wasn't fun for me to tell you all that, but that is the truth for this podcast. Now, Jesus, Jesus went out and he looked around and he looked at the community around him and he said, You know, I am the truth. Now, for a person to say that is a pretty startling statement by anybody. And it's a startling, it's certainly a startling statement by Jesus. And, you know, men have always created and searched for the truth. A man's individual quest for the truth, I mean, that's a heroic search. You know, many stories have been written about a person's search for the truth. It can be adventuresome, can be costly. and. There's, you know, sarcasm that people might go out to a person who's really out there looking for the truth. Well, a lot of times the people don't really want the truth to be found. I think we all know who Mark Twain was, and he once observed that he had never known a real seeker after the truth. He said he'd known people that said they were out there seeking the truth. But somehow they always stopped before they found it because they found what they wanted. Not necessarily the truth, but they found what they wanted. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln, he he had a very interesting political career, lost a lot of elections. And he lost the election for the Senate uh, in Illinois in 1858. And he lost the election because he made a speech. He made a speech that obviously wasn't very popular. But he said that he knew what he was doing. And he said, if it's decreed that I go down because of this speech, well, then let me go down forever linked to the truth. That's a good way to go down, being linked to the truth. And then you have Mahatma Gandhi. Well, he had a unique idea of practicing law. Now, when you think of Gandhi, I don't think we really think of a practicing lawyer, but he was a very successful lawyer had a lucrative law practice in Johannesburg before he went to India and Gandhi insisted I mean absolutely insisted that his clients tell him the whole truth and if he found that he had been lied to or deceived, he would drop those clients. Now he thought very strongly that the lawyer's duty was not necessarily to prove the guilty innocent and not necessarily to provide the guilty with the best defense possible. The lawyer's duty, according to Gandhi, was to help the court arrive at the truth. I'm not sure that every lawyer would agree with that statement. Now, of course, Gandhi was not practicing here in the United States. Laws are different. I find that a very interesting thing. To help the court arrive at the truth seems like just from the outsider looking in, that that's what we want the court to do, to arrive at the truth. So what can a man do to declare his truth? Well, Jesus just stood up and claimed that he is the truth, and he speaks this word with divine authority. And that statement, well, you know, the first thing is, 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 well, it could be just an arrogant claim, or since it is the part of the truth of God. Now, obviously, we as Christians believe that it's part of the truth of God. But if you're an atheist, or if you're one of the other world's religions, then Jesus saying that I am the truth might not be quite as palatable to them as we think it is to us. But it is the affirmation of our faith in Jesus that he is in himself the truth. And his life and his death and his teaching are part of the fabric of God's garment of truth. You know, Pilate was a man of the world in his time. And he asked, what is the truth? And he called Jesus in. He looked at Jesus and he said, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, do you say this of your own accord or did others say this about me? Well, Jesus then said, Look, my kingship is not of this world, it is of the next. And so Pilate said to him, So you are king? And Jesus answered him, and he said, You say that I am a king? For this I was born, and for this I've come into this world, to bear witness to the truth. And then Pilate looked at him again, and he goes, So what is the truth? And he said it very sarcastically. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus is the truth. Now, when we treat people with compassion and love, then we're on the way to truth. And we know that Christ is the truth about God, and he's the window through which we can look into that that world of God's. And we know the truth about man. I mean, Jesus knew the, the hidden depths of the inequalities that a man has, inequities that a man has as well as the uncharted capacities for truth and beauty and goodness. And we know the truth about right and wrong. And when, when we meet Christ eventually, we will, be, we will all be shamed by all the sins that we have performed, and, and we will be hopeful as we confirm in all our right actions. And we know the truth of the direction of our life should take. And we know that His Spirit guides us daily. And we know the truth about life eternal. And that, that clearly illuminates the destiny for all of the children of God. Well, as we continue to look at our Congress, boy, do they need help. Keep praying for our leaders. We need to have someone up there to guide the country in a stable and a sane manner. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.